Hello and welcome to the Contracting Officer Podcast. You're listening to the podcast for people who want to learn about the government market from the contracting officer's perspective. If you are a contracting officer, we hope to give you a little more insight into industry's perspective. Today's episode is called The Importance of Targeting. Let's get started. Hey, Kevin. Today we're going to talk about targeting. This is a topic that's near and dear to your heart, I know. You've, you've, yes, it is. You touch on it just about every podcast a little bit, how important this is. So we're, we're going to get into why targeting is so important, the, the different parts of your ideal target market, the reachable market, your target market, and, and then what weight class you're in, which is an interesting little thing. And then we're going to talk about how, how people can learn a little bit more about it. And this, this, this is an industry-focused episode, but it isn't just for industry. There's a lot to learn for, for the contracting officer side as well, government side. Correct. And, and as everybody knows who's been listening, you know this is a big passionate topic for me. And the reason I say this isn't just for industry is that we want contracting officers to understand how to help industry to target better. Right. This goes back to we, we want, we as former contracting officers, want the process to work better where the products, your, the proposals and the questions, all the things you're getting that are eating up your time, Mr. and Mrs. Contracting Officer, you're getting a more targeted approach, which means it's going to save you time. So this makes the system better. So that's why we're, we're, we're pushing the don't hang up, <laughs> hang with us. <laughs> Take the next 15 minutes and, and see how you can also help make the system better. Yep. All right, let's get into it. Okay, so... The, the, the basic explanation of this is that standard operating procedure for selling to the U.S. government seems to be just throw a big net and see what happens. And that's standard operating procedure for a lot of sales. This is actually from Mark, Mark McCormick's book on selling. He talks about – he calls it the wind-up doll strategy where you just try everything and eventually somebody will buy your stuff. And people think they don't do that and yours truly is probably one of those people that thought that I didn't do that. Most people do. And the reason we as contracting officers know that was happening is that we've, you've heard us tell stories of somebody would email us talking about, hey, can you buy my, my software, my body armor, my whatever, when we didn't buy that stuff. Right. So it's obviously happening. So that's why we're trying to say, here are some things you need to be aware of. If, if, if you're not doing targeting, you're spending a lot of time and money, and it's frustrating, both sides. So here's how we can help you not to do that. So I, I like to use the upfront contract concept of let, let's all agree on two things. Because if, if you fundamentally disagree with these two things, then, yeah, you're going to be frustrated, okay? Number one, there is enough competition and enough opportunity in the federal market. So, in other words, there are plenty of proposals. <laughs> Finding people to bid on stuff is not a problem, okay? If you believe that, does it make sense to you? Also, if you believe as, a, as an offerer, there's enough opportunity. You don't have to chase every opportunity. You don't have to chase everything that you can do. Again, if you if you don't believe that, if you're Lockheed Martin and you have to keep chasing a huge amount of work, then this isn't really going to make sense to you. They do have their own targeting, but that's a different conversation. But those those are the two things. And then, of course, the, the add-on to this is you have to use an abundance strategy. Is think in terms of abundance. You know, like think about there is another opportunity for me. If you can just get that in your head as a as a targeting company. Think about abundance. There's more opportunity for me than I could ever chase. So therefore, this one that doesn't fit, it's okay to walk away from it and keep going. And that's how you really target. So don't think in scarcity. Don't think this. I have to win this opportunity or else. If you have that mindset, then you're going to have frustrations and you're quite honestly going to argue with us the whole time. So those are the, those are the things we have to agree to up front. 
So right. assuming that you get those two ideas. So your ideal target market starts with your reachable market. What's reachable market, Kevin? Reachable market is what you can do. Right. All, right, all so, of the stuff you could do. So, so let's, let's use your company as an example. I, I think, I think a, as a small business, uh, a lot of people be able to relate to, uh, to how you look at reach, reachable market for Skyway acquisition. So, okay, for, for us, the reachable market is every single one of the 500,000 companies that are registered in SAM to do business with the government could all use some kind of perspective in some way from a contracting officer. In other words, our reachable market is 500,000 companies. Wow, that's insane. So that's so, the abundance. Exactly. That's the abundance part, right? That's step one is you figure out what is, what is your reachable market. Right. So, so how do you get it down to, to what you can realistically touch? Well, if you want to see what your reachable market is, go into usaspending.gov, type in your NAICS code, and then hit search. And it's going to give you a giant number. And by the way, if it doesn't have a number that has like at least seven, eight, nine, eleven digits to it, then the government market may not be for you because you're really looking at a teeny market. But realistically, <laughs> you go into USA Spending and type in your NAICS code and look at all the contracts that, are, that have been won, not ever, but in the, in the, in the last you know, five years or so. You're going to see a huge number. That's your reachable market. So, so how do you, how do you get, get it down? From, yeah, how do you get from a reachable market down to your target? What? Because if, if you tried even to touch five hundred thousand companies, <laughs> anyway, yeah, you stress yourself out. So that so a target market. Now we're down into okay. What can you win? What can you actually not not just what can you do? What can you win? So now you're into the, yes, you've got your small business size to energy. Now you're into the geographical focus area. You have what? Where do you have actual past performance? Now you're down into these are the things that we could really probably win. This is the kind of work. This is the agency we have experience with. This is the the we have employees in this city. <laughs> it's those those kind of things. You, you got to filter that down. And that, and that's a hard part. I mean, that's where as a as a company sometimes you have to set your ego aside because of course my target market is everyone. We can do everything for everyone and. That's a recipe for disaster. Correct. And so to, to follow on to your, your Skyway example, so for us, our target market is – and this is kind of down in the weeds, but this is, what you, this is what a target market looks like at least. So for us, privately owned companies with over $500,000 in annual revenue with five or more employees who have won at least one government prime or subcontract sometime in the last you know, three years. So we went from 500,000 down to probably about 25,000, which is still a huge number, a huge. I mean, we yeah. could never even serve that many companies. How long which, would it take you to even? It's a lot talk, of phone calls, man. 25,000 companies. I suppose the podcast would help. Right. So again, <laughs> e- even when you've, when you've taken it down from reachable to target, there, there is an abundance of opportunity out there, even for a, a very small company like Skyway. Exactly. And so if you're targeting, if you're an IT company, and once you say what size opportunity, what, you know, that, that is, let's say, the easiest example would be like you're an 8A. Well, you're only looking at things that are, that are 8A uh, competition, and you're only looking for things that are specifically in your geographical area where you have past performance. And narrow that down as much as you can. Like when we had five or more employees, I didn't just make that up. That's based on experience of talking to companies and seeing which ones. If you only have one or two employees, you have the time to research this stuff. You have you had the time to to listen to podcasts and whatnot. When you have five or more employees, you tend to go, well, you know what? It might make sense for me to hire somebody. To right. Do so that. that's when they start needing your help. 
Exactly. And, and, and the other side of that is if they have more than – I think the, I could also put the other band on this and say more than like 200 employees, then it tends to be they, – they got somebody that can spend six hours researching things. Right, so then, they, then they might be able to afford to hire somebody full-time to think about this kind of stuff. Exactly. And, and uh, big companies are concerned about target market as well. They have a whole staff of people, and they may actually have more than one target market. You may, may target by product or by division. But this isn't just important for small companies. So here's the, here's the real key. So we take it from reachable market, which is huge, to target market, which is much smaller. Let's talk about weight class. This is, this is the, uh, the old boxing analogy, right? Yeah, and this is the part where I want the contracting officers to listen in especially. I mean, it's, it's helpful for you to understand the reachable market and the target market as, as well. But weight class applies to both. Yeah. This is both sides. And, and the reason this is really important is this is not one of those things I really saw as clearly until I was out. <laughs> so the definition of a weight class is the right size of an opportunity that you can afford to win or lose without derailing your company. So th- think about what that means. So, and I can give a couple of examples of if you're a small company and somebody brings you, this is a, this is a huge opportunity. If only you work on it 24-7 for the next you know, two weeks. And one of my favorite sayings that I've learned, I have lots of those, right? But you'll like this one. Don't think about what it will, it will get you. Think about what it will cost you. And what I mean by that is that if you go after a giant opportunity that requires you to step off the grid for six weeks, what's going to happen to the rest of your strategic plan? What's going to happen to the rest of your employees that aren't talking to you? What's going to happen to the rest of your, your, your business? For, Great, great example for us, if we stepped off the grid for two months, we wouldn't be able to keep up with the once-a-week podcast we promised to do. So we make decisions on we're not going to do the following things because we need to keep right, the promise we right. did, which is once a week. Yep. So now, from the other side, yeah, from the government side, weight class is – it's really looking at, looking at your, your team, your office, or your, your agency in a little bigger picture – what, what we're talking about with weight class is the size of requirement that y- you can comfortably solicit, award, and administer without derailing the, the team, the office, the agency. It, if if you've got one of these giant uh, bundled contracts, you need to have the team available, the, the proper technical folks, pricing, contracting, to actually evaluate all the proposals you're going to get in. Once you award it, you need to have the team available to actually monitor and administer the contract and monitor the, the, the winner because otherwise the contractor is running you instead of you running your contract. And, and here's an example of what that feels like is that cost plus award fee is a really, really cool way to manage contracts, but it's a really, really complicated way to manage contracts. And, and again, I've, I've done that. This is you know, from, from learning by example, I guess where we say, hell yeah, CPAF will be a really great way to, to, to manage the relationship afterwards. But what you don't realize, or I didn't realize at the time until we, you know, two years into the contract, cost plus award fee is a subjective exercise. You got to write an award fee plan. You got to execute it. It requires briefings. I mean, every, everybody's working on both sides. Contractors working more, which can, then gets rolled up into their overheads, plus you as the contracting officer and the program team. And, all. and again, these are on bigger contracts, but I've seen smaller contracts. And I've actually almost tripped over this once on a, I think it was a, about a $20 million contract. We say, hey, wait, we can do a fixed, plus award, a fixed price award fee clean on this and then give them evaluation based on how, how quickly they can support customer need. And because of that experience I'd had, I thought, wow, this is, this is 
sounds good on paper, but it's going to be really hard to administer after because we don't have the team to do it. As a small contracting team, I'm looking at that saying that's going to be a lot of work. So yep. out of your weight least, class. Exactly. And, and so the weight class idea is what do we have the resources to actually solicit a word? And I, I really like this thing that you, you brought up of, of administer is you got to live with it afterwards. It's the tail of the contract because you, you it's on a fire and forget, <laughs> you know, it's, you got to manage it. And that's kind of, that's not something we spend as much time on this podcast. And that probably will be a whole nother series of podcasts as the contract administration side, but it's a big deal. Yep. So being in your weight class is huge. So the, it's the third piece of the puzzle. Yeah, and so you said it before. Don't think about what it'll get you. Think about what it'll cost you, and that goes for industry and for government. So here's some examples of how the, some questions to ask as as a government person. On, I mean, what's your weight class? So do you know how to solicit and award this work? I know that's a stupid. It seems like a really condescending question to ask, but you've heard us talk about the fact that your experience, Paul, is a lot more at the, the large acquisition. If you said to me, go buy a satellite, I'd, wow, I'd call you and ask how. <laughs> Whereas if you, if you called me and say, hey, I need to buy 100 vehicles that, that are going to be shipped all over the world in, in the next you know, 60 days, you would call me and ask how. Totally. And then uh, there's 100 examples of that. So that's the whole idea of, hey, this is a way to do it, but do we have the experience? And then here's the other part. If you don't have the experience, do you have the time to learn? And you, you want to learn new stuff. I'm not saying that's a bad idea, but you got to consider those questions. Yep. And again, I've done this the wrong way. And then are you making it easier or harder to administer? That's always kind of a fun question to go through. And then will the acquisition strategy that you're using allow you to meet the schedule? Meaning how long is it, if you do a two-step down, a down select source selection, that adds you know, probably a month to the, source, to the process. Is, right. that, is that, that month worth it? for the additional benefit. And again, you've heard us so many, talk so many times about you got to take the time to think this through. So it's, it's, a, it's a really fun exercise. But then here's the other part is, you know, can your customer survive the protest zone? <laughs> and again, meaning that if, you, if the acquisition is designed in such a way that it's pretty likely you're going to protest, you need to kind of think about that because that's adding time that you're all going to have to survive. So you, for example, you can use the podcast to determine which weight class that you're in. It's really, I mean, by learn, by listening and learning, you think, wow, we, we've got a lot of experience in this area, this area, we don't have a lot of experience in who can we reach out to for help, whether it's, you know, use an economy act acquisition or look at far eight and figure out what other agencies you can use or where you can, you can reach for help. But again, this is something I did not do as much as I should have as a, as a contracting officer. And because of things like the podcast, we now have the ability through you know, through LinkedIn and the other places that we're all all the contracting officers are starting to talk, you have the ability to do a lot of this stuff. Is, right. is say, I need to get help from somewhere else, and now I know where to get it. All so. Right. so to to sum things up, reachable market, very large. Target market smaller. Once you get down to weight class, should be a much smaller set of opportunities. So. That gets you down to your ideal target market, but but you're not done yet. You still need to filter ruthlessly to get down to what opportunities are we going to target and really go after. Exactly, and, and that goes back to the idea of we started this conversation with you have to believe in abundance. You have to believe that there are lots and lots of opportunities out there because if you don't, when it comes time to filter ruthlessly, this is a wasted exercise. 
Because if you went through and looked at your target market and you came up with your weight class and you couldn't turn away from one and say, well, you know what? That doesn't fit into our characteristics, but I really want to go after it. If you're going to change the direction, you're going to get frustrated. And again, as, as a business owner, I can tell you a hundred times of the things <laughs> Chase that I thought, wow, that was a stupid idea and I should have known better. You, you, you're going to learn this. It's not exact, but the reality is you've you got you to filter ruthlessly because there's just a whole lot of opportunity. And you can see by the number of, I'm going to plug this, by the 14,000 times that this contracting officer podcast has been downloaded, there's over a thousand people are listening to each episode means that there's a there, there's abundance right there. I can't believe how many people are really interested. So that's really firing us up. And it's given us a, an idea of abundance. There's just so much information to share. So now it's easier for us to go, you know what? Let's just do this one and there'll be more topics tomorrow. We don't have to plan on every step. <laughs> so, we have to have our target. So with that, let's target this podcast and we'll end it here. But what we should discuss, there we have had a lot of feedback and a lot of it's been around can we get more details we're we're trying to keep the the podcast discussion at a more top level so what we've decided to do is to get a little more detailed and offer some webinars that that get deeper into the topics we're covering here and and more examples so for example this one, the training webinar we're going to be doing on the next one is going to be on targeting. It's taking this idea down to the to the to the really to the ground level to the Nats eyelash kind of idea. You get much more detailed explanation. It's a you know, sixty. It's a sixty minute webinar. It's going to have Q and A. Much more on the how to do this stuff. And 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 you and I struggle constantly with you know how much do you put in here? Is it overwhelming people? To, you know, the, you yeah. made one joke at one point about do we have like a master class? Well, this is the idea. Of, you know, these are the kind of the master class. And then, of course, they'll, they'll be recorded, so then you have access to them afterwards. So the next obvious question, I guess, is, well, how much is this going to cost? Well, we're taking the strategy of, you know, we trust our listeners. We're, tr- we're just trying to help people. And we're using the, the, what we call the we love the 99%. And 99% of people are good and just want to be able to, to get information and, and, and pay a fair price for it. So guess what? We're just going to use a pay-what-you-want approach. And, it, it, by the way, other than zero. So the idea is... <laughs> You, you pay what, what, what you can because we're just trying to help people. Now, we can't do this for free forever because, I mean, I'll be honest with you. This is how my kids eat. It's my business. It's how my kids eat. I'll put it out there for you. So, but this allows people to access the information. And rather than us worry about, oh, is this a $500 webinar? Is this a $50 webinar? Is this a $10? I, I don't know. But you know what? We want you to get the information and we need you to understand that we can't do it forever for free. So pay what you want and we'll go from there. So how so do we – how do you sign up if you want to attend the webinar? So to sign up, you go to skywayacquisition.com slash training, and you're going to see a whole lot of topics, and this is one of them. Or you can go to the contractingofficerpodcast.com slash training, and it's this, the same content. Skyway, as you all know, Skyway Acquisition is the company that I run, and we provide the training that backs up the podcast. So if, if the podcast is enough information for you, awesome, because we're just trying to help people. If you need <laughs> additional information, this is how we can deliver that additional information. And the first one we're doing is March 31st, and it's going to be on targeting. And you'll see when you go to that training page, you'll see there are dozens of topics. Some of them we've already done. Some of them we're, we're asking for your input of what do you want to hear first. In fact, there's a survey on that page that says we need to hear this first. But just like with the, when we started this podcast, we just picked a couple topics and said let's just get going and, and, and see what people want to hear. And targeting is one that people asked about, and here we are talking about it. Yeah. And there are more of them. So, and J&As is coming up next. It's another one we've gotten questions about. So we're... We're just trying to, to 
grow the amount of information that's out there for you and, and find a way to get it to you in, in, a, in a process that's effective and is meaningful and, 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 by the way, makes really good sense for both sides. So, Yeah, I'm really excited for the first webinar. I think this is really going to help people get deeper into what we do. Yeah, it's fun. Thank you for being a podcast listener. Uh, connect with us on the website. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, I'm really, really enjoying so much of the feedback that we're getting. My one favor to ask is please write us a review on iTunes. The reason that's important is it helps other people find this information. Is that, that That's how iTunes drives you to the top. And going back with the abundance, there are I'm not overreaching here. I honestly believe there are millions of people all over the world that could benefit from this information. They were given away for free. <laughs> so you know, yeah. please help them find it. And with that, I'm yeah. done. Talk to Have you a later. great day. <laughs> Bye. Okay, that's it for this week's episode. As always, if you have questions, comments, or complaints, go to our website at contractingofficerpodcast.com, hit the contact button, and let us know what you think. Thanks for listening.